You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. Matthew Leach talking to MLB.com's Braves beat reporter Mark Bowman. Mark, the Braves are hitting 236 with a 299 on base percentage as a team, and yet they're winning. Um, so tell me, what's going on that this team is off to a surprisingly good start? Well, yes, they, they were, were off to a really good start. And at the end of the day, hey, look, after nine games, you know, Considering what the expectations were for this team, uh, you have to be happy with a six and three record. But I, I, I just have a feeling that the past four games, as they've lost three of these past four games, is, is more indicative of what we might see on a consistent basis uh, throughout the season. Where you know, the offense had sputtered, uh, you've seen. You know, here's a team that uh, I believe their last four runs have all come from solo home runs. Um, they are not getting on bases frequently. So Monday night, they, they did draw seven walks. Uh, but it, but it, it, they're just not getting that production throughout the lineup uh, uh, that maybe they did there the first uh, three or four games uh, and then really through Saturday. So the first five games, they, they seemed to, to get guys on base and come up with a timely hit. You had Nick Marcakis. Uh, who, who has been, you know, I think he's hitting 270 right now, he, and he's been uh, reliable in some run-producing situations. Um, but you, you look at the top of the lineup, and, and just last week we were talking about the center field situation, and you, you look at Eric Young Jr., and, and he's, he's got five hits in his first 28 at-bats. I believe he's only drawn two walks. Uh, you were talking about maybe you could put Cameron Maven in there, and, and I'll be honest with you, Matthew, I'm, I'm starting to lean that way. You know, you don't, you you can't base anything and make, you know, make too much out of nine games. But I but I see enough potential in Maven that if I'm going to take a chance on one of these two guys, maybe I just go ahead and put him in the lineup on a consistent basis because you know he is the the better de- defensive option. Um, we we know what Eric. Young did last year. If you can get Maven there at the top of the lineup, getting on base uh, just as much, maybe providing a little bit of pop like we've seen out of his bat, maybe maybe that's what this lineup needs uh, a little bit more uh, to serve as a catalyst in that role. I, you know, and I, I say this, I will say this at least two or three times in every one of our 10 East podcasts for at least the next several weeks. Um, I don't want to make too much of too little information. With that said, you talked a little about walks. There is, after nine games, one Braves player with more than two walks. That means there's one guy on the entire roster on pace to walk more than 36 times this year. Um, I know they wanted to cut down on the strikeouts. I know that they're talking about uh, not relying on the home run as much. If you're going to do that, you've got to find a way to get on base. How is this team going to get runners on base? Yeah, and if you and if you look at this, you know they they have drawn, uh, like you said, they've drawn 25 walks in nine games. Well, 14 of those walks have come. There were seven walks on uh, the second game of the season, and seven 
walks on Monday. Both of those games started by Matt Latos. They did not walk more than three times in any of the other games. And, and yes, this, this team does is going to have to find ways to get on base uh, with more uh, patience, better discipline than they've shown in the past. Um, I, that, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards saying, hey, look, Put Maven up there at the top of the lineup. Maybe he maybe he finds more ways to get on base than, than Eric Young Jr. I think they do need to stick with Jace Peterson in that two hole. I know that the numbers, you know, people are going to say, oh, he's only hitting 200 or whatever it is through this game. He's the guy that 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 you need to to have up there. Uh, just keep giving him a chance. If if you want to start making uh, decisions after a month of the season, that and and start looking at the numbers a little bit closer and saying. That's indicative of what's going to uh, happen over the remainder of the season. That's been fine, but let's not draw any conclusions from him. I think he needs to stay there. Uh, Freddie Freeman, he is hitting 229, but it's a pretty impressive 229 if you've watched all of his at bats. I don't know if uh, he. I, I, I can think of four or five outs that have been line drives to center field. If he continues to do that, his numbers will be where they need to be. Um, but this is a club that's going to have to, not only once they get on base, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to hit and run. You're going to have to steal bases, and, and you've seen some of that. And, and I don't want to, you know, make too much of what we've seen over the last four games from the offense. But it, it is a feel that is kind of what we expected from this offense. That it would sputter. Um, they are going to have to start to to buy into what. Uh, Kevin Slater has been preaching in, in terms of not necessarily drawing the walk as much as getting into hitters' counts, uh, showing a little bit more patience. So uh, as, as we go forward, uh, nine games is not anything that you don't get too excited about what happened in the first five games, six games, and you don't get too disappointed about what happened in the past four. But, but you hope that uh, you know, the, the recent offensive woes are not a trend. have you seen from the rotation so far? I mean, it, it, there's been some good, there's been some not so good. I would seem overall, it seem overall to me that it's a passing grade, but not a stellar grade. Do you think that's a fair way to, to describe it? Yeah. And I, and I think that's, I think the rotation is where you really look at how did this team start off six and one? Well, of those seven games, you know, Tehran, Julio Tehran, uh, Alex Wood, and Shelby Miller started six of those games. You only saw Eric Stoltz or Trevor Cahill in one of those games. And, and I think that uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, we, we've said it. The, this was a team that the front of their rotation is solid. The, you know, you match these guys up against most people in the league, and, and it's uh, you feel pretty good about it when you're going in, into that game. At the back end of the rotation, Stoltz has, has been, uh, you know, maybe not as uh, – as reliable, or I don't even want to say reliable. I actually thought he might be a little bit better than he has been in his first two starts. Cahill, I'm not really surprised what we saw him out of his first outing. Um, at the same time, they they will stick with Cahill because they've made the you know 5.5 million dollar investment with him with the hope that uh, that he can turn things around. Uh, I'm looking to see how quickly you know they make a decision with these guys. Um, you know, if, if these two continue to struggle with the back end of the rotation, you have to look at uh, Whistler, who, who had a great start there for Gwinnett the other night. He is the more polished of the two options um, with him and Mike Fultonevich there 
and Gwinnett. He's the guy that I think could fit in the rotation at some point here within the next month or two. Um, and then, you know, you look at Fulton Evich. He had a, a, I think he went four and two-thirds the other night for Gwinnett, but still four walks. His pitch count got up there. The, the more I watch him, the more I wonder with Whistler here, if Whistler gets into that rotation and Fulton Evich, maybe if the Braves feel like, hey, look, we still can make it run at this and they're still alive here down the road, do you, do you see Fulton Evich, you know, move him into a bullpen role and maybe make that bullpen a little bit stronger and deeper? Because, yes, you have to be encouraged with what you've seen from Cody Martin and Brandon Kniff, but at the same time, can they keep this going? You know, the more the league gets to see them, the scouting reports, you know, these guys that uh, are able to um, extend with the success that they've had early here during the early part of their career. I had somebody pose a really interesting idea to me, kind of putting two and two together when, when they traded Kimbrell. Um, and, and the idea was that maybe they weren't directly related, but that one potential sequence of events is that trading Kimbrell maybe at some point ends up with Fultonovich not only in the bullpen, but as the next long-term Braves closer. Do you think that's anywhere in the thought process as they make that deal and as they handle him? I think it, it plays a, it's, it's in the thought process. At the same time, I think they are interested to, to give Fulton Evich uh, another month or two, uh, three months, where, however long that they want to continue to get a feel for where he's going as a starter before they completely ditch that idea. But yeah, I, I do think there are people within the organization that are saying, "Hey, look, we'll give this a try. We'll, we'll let him to continue to." Uh, show whether or not he can be effective over five plus settings. If not, we've seen enough from him that, that hey, look, if it, put him in that closer's role where, where all of a sudden he can go max effort, maybe not have to rely on as many pitches with the uh, secondary pitches, uh, the consistency with which he uh, throws them effectively being a problem right now. Maybe you cut down, a, uh, eliminate a pitch or two, and then he's effective in that closer's role or at least a late inning bullpen role in. You know, I will not be surprised. That's what I would say to, to answer that question. If that one day he is in that role, um, because while you say "Wow," it's some of the stuff he he throws out there. You know, he's a guy that's going to impress you with his stuff. We just have not seen him be effective in that starter's role uh, yet, and you have to doubt uh, or have to have some doubt uh, as to what the future is going to hold for him in that role. But if you can put him in that one inning at a time, maybe he is very effective. One last thing. We are we are going long, but I, I have to address this because it's an interesting thing. It, it sort of burbled up a few days ago uh, and now seems to have a little more substance to it. Um, the Yankees are apparently interested in Jose Peraza. Now, I'm sure that part of the answer to that is everybody's interested in Jose Peraza because that's a guy that would make most teams better. But um, can you can you put two and two together and see some sort of area where there's a fit there, or is that just the Yankees would really love an infielder with that kind of skill set? I, I really think that you know it is more that right now. You know, is there? Um, am I surprised that the Yankees are interested in Jose Peraza? No, but I you know from talking to the Grace folks, you know, I, I don't sense there is absolutely in, any interest in trading Jose Peraza. I, I think this is one of those where. You know, the Yankees are also probably interested in Correa and Lindor and, you know, any other middle infielder with uh, great potential. I, I don't see anything 
brewing there right now. I'm going to continue to, you know, I'll, I'll not completely ignore it because at the same time, the Braves do have some middle infielders coming up. Uh, if it's the, the Yankees do have a, you know, uh, an outfielder there, an Aaron Judge who um, might pique the Braves' interest, but at the same time, I, I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't know if, if this is, is the time to say that these two teams are necessarily talking as much as, hey, the Braves or the Yankees are simply looking at Jose Peraza right now. All right. Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras. And thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.